Sochem Dav Samach Tes, today's amazing email comes from Avi Freilich. He says his very good friend, Michael Cohen, just got up from Shiva for his very choshev and famous father, Michael Cohen. And he says 20 years ago, Michael told him a story, and as he's writing this email, he's crying, writing this story. He says his father, Michael, didn't grow up religious, and his parents wanted to give him a free education, so they sent him to Tells. At midwinter break, Michael comes home, he tells his parents he's never going back to Tells. Until one evening, he passed by his parents' room, and he heard his father literally crying and saying, I wish Yankel would go back to Yeshiva. And on the spot he resolved to go back to Yeshiva. And in fact, he never came back. And he became the famous Rav Yankel Cohen, the Meshgiach of Tells for many, many years, and friends of the G'doylem, etc. So his Neshama should have an Aliyah, and Michael should have an Achama. The Gemara goes back to the Mishnah, explaining the back and forth between Rav Yezer and his Talmud, Rav Akiva. At one point, Rav Yezer says, there's a Sephard, there's logic. That if we allow a person to do shechita, push off Shabbos, and then we allow him to do machshira mitzvah, things that are not part of the mitzvah. For instance, removing the waste from the intestines. So certainly we should allow machshira mitzvah before the shechita in order to get to the shechita. Says Rabbi Kiva, no, the opposite is true. Once we allow you to do shechita, we push off Shabbos. So then we allow you to continue, so to speak, to push off Shabbos. But who says that we allow you to push off Shabbos in order to get to a position to do the shechita. The Gemara tells us also Rabbi Kiva tried from a different angle. He said, what happens if we find that this animal is possible? So it comes out that the machshiri mitzvah that you did, let's say you carried an animal to the English, all that was in vain, and then you'd be oyer. So this is, wait a minute. What if you do a shechita, and it turns out that the animal is a treifa? So the shechita was in vain. We don't say that. We're not concerned about that. But then Rabbi Kiva in the Mishnah tells him an amazing thing. He says, perhaps the reverse is true. If Hazah, which is sprinkling an individual whose tummy is Asr on Shabbos, and it's only Isid Rabbanon, so you see that Isid Rabbanon is also to do on Shabbos, the bush of Shabbos, certainly Isid Raisa of Shechting an animal should be Asr on Shabbos. It's incredible. The Torah says you should Shecht on Shabbos when necessary. And in fact, Rabbi Yezir was furious with Rabbi Akiva. What are you making fun of me? You think I don't know the Pasuk? I know that you know the Pasuk. And he cursed Rabbi Akiva. It's one of the hardest statements in Shabbos to understand. And he says, you told me something about Shechita. I curse you that your death should be with Shechita. And we all know that Rabbi Kiva died a very terrible death with combs of metal, which are similar to Shechita. Rabbi Kiva told Rabbi Gezer, Don't deny me the truth when we're arguing. You yourself told me that Hazah, that sprinkling, doesn't push off Shabbos. The Gemara tells us that Rabbi Yezer forgot this halacha. And Rabbi Kiva was trying to hint him nicely that he taught it to him. Because it's not proper to tell your Rabbi, hey, you made a mistake. And obviously, Rabbi Yezer was insulted from that and it didn't work out well for Rabbi Kiva. But it's not the shot that Rabbi Yezer was teaching him that only the Hazah for Truma doesn't push off Shabbos and Rabbi Kiva asked him that and Rabbi Yezer thought he was talking about Pesach. In fact, the Bible says Mufurish that he taught him about Pesach. According to Rabbah, why is it that you cannot do Hazah on Shabbos? Why can't you sprinkle somebody on Shabbos? And the answer is, it's similar to a shoifer on Shabbos and a lulav on Shabbos that we're concerned that someone might carry this mechatos, this water, this sprinkling, on Shabbos for Amos in Rosh Hashanah. Now typically, we know the famous Rebbe Yezer in Masech Shabbos. Machshiri mitzvah, in order to get to mitzvah, let's say to make a knife, to carry a knife for Bismillah, is permitted, even though it's a dairai, so you're permitted to do it on Shabbos. That's only if you have an individual who's 
ready and able to do the mitzvah, like a baby who's ready for the bris milah. But over here, this individual is Tameh. He's not Roy for Karim Pesach. You want to make him Roy, that's something that you don't push off Shabbos for. That's why Rabbi says that a baby who's sick, you don't heat up water on Shabbos, you're not Machal Shabbos for that baby, because he's not in the parish of bris milah yet. But a healthy baby who is, you could warm up water. Rabbi says, wait a minute, if he's healthy, you don't need water. And if you're sick, you can't do water. So either or, you cannot heat up water on Shabbos. You have to bring water that was heated up before Shabbos. The Gemara asks the question, but why is it someone who doesn't have a brismila, if he doesn't bring a car in Pesach, he's high of cars. Why? He's not in the parasha. Why is he any different than somebody who's tummy? And Rabbi says an incredible answer. It's actually three-step cheshman. It's a very deep piece. Rabbi says, we have to look at an individual whose tummy, let's say, touched the sherets. Do we force him to become tar every Pesach? And he says we don't. You know why? Because an individual whose tummy cannot bring the carbon today, we push him off to the second Pesach, Pesach Sheni. And we have a rule. An individual who's pushed off to Pesach Sheni, the Tzibur, in the same situation, must do it on Pesach Rishon without Tahara, as is when they're tummy. That's rule number one. And we have another rule. If the Tzibur does something on Pesach Rishon, then the individual could do the same thing. So the Tzibur doesn't have to make themselves star, so the individual also doesn't have to make himself star. That's why this individual doesn't have to make himself star, doesn't have to bring himself to a position that he should be able to bring a carbon Pesach. Whereas a person who doesn't have brismila must put himself in a position that he should be able to make a carbon Pesach. That's the difference. Rava says, no. In fact, if a person is Tommy Sheretz, we do make him become tar. So why is it that we don't do Hazza? Hazza doesn't push off Shabbos for this individual. He needs it for the current Pesach. The answer is he doesn't need it for the current Pesach. You can bring a current Pesach without eating it. The eating part is not Ma'akev. So if it's not Ma'akev, why is he any different than a person who is old and weak and can't chew? And the Allah says that if you make a current Pesach for people that don't have teeth, for instance, the current Pesach is puzzled. Here's a person who can't eat it. He physically can't eat it because he's tummy. The answer is no. He physically could eat it. It's just a technical reason that he can't eat it. So he's in the parasha. There's a tikkun that's necessary here. So it is good. Rav paskins like Rebbe Kiva that any melacha that you could do before Shabbos, you get ready before Shabbos, you must do it before Shabbos. And if you don't do it before Shabbos, it doesn't push off Shabbos. So if you could bring a knife for the bris milah, you must do so before Shabbos. You can't bring it on Shabbos. If you fabricate a knife before Shabbos, you must do it before Shabbos. The milah itself and the shechita itself in both cases, Rav Paskins, by Pesach, it pushes off Shabbos, but anything that you can do before Shabbos, not. And Mila also pushes off Shabbos, but not. Why does Rav have to say it twice? Once by Pesach, once by Mila? Because Pesach is a Kares, and Mila, if you don't do it that day, you don't get Kares. You get Kares eventually, but not if you, don't push, if you push it off by one day. And on the other hand, Mila has 13 brisos. Pesach doesn't. The Mishnah tells us that the carbon Chagigo that you must bring every Yantif, and in this Yantif, we have two Chagigas. One is Chagigas Tezvav, and one is Chagigas Yudalit. Chagigas Yudalit is when, only in the situation, says the Mishnah, when it's a weekday, and a person is tar, and you don't have enough Karim Pesach. And the, there's an Indian, there's a Chiyav, to eat the Karim Pesach when a person is almost full, 99% full, you eat that little piece of Karim Pesach all the way at the end. If you don't have enough food, you have to bring a Chagigas Yudalit. But it has to be in those conditions. Chagiga comes from small animals like goats and sheep, from the larger animals, like cows and bulls, it could be a zakhar, and it could be in a keva, and you eat it for two days and one night, 
Have a wonderful day.